Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's May 14th, 2009. This is the premiere edition of Liberation Station. Though not necessarily a premiere edition, because better days are always ahead. I'm Chris Steiner, and I'd like to be your host for two hours of pure radio indulgence. We're just waiting to hear from you about the pressing issues of the day, or those close to you. So give a call in at 727-441-3000 in Pinellas County, or toll-free at 866-826-1340. You're reading me on WTAN 1340 AM out of Clearwater, WZHR 1400 in Zephyr Hills, and WDCF in 1350 AM in Date City, or on Tantalk 1340 AM, where you can watch us on the webcam or watch through Windows Media Player at www.internet-ad.com slash WTAN1.ASX. That way you can watch us through Windows Media Player rather than through the website itself. The website for the show is www.liberationstation.weebly.com and Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y.com and on there you'll find my email address liberation underscore station at yahoo.com and all the contact information. We hope you're having a pleasant evening, though. Now I must uh, warn you to turn the dial if there are any young children in the room, unless you want them getting an education other than what the uh, superficial pap of mainstream media has come come to tell us and uh, purvey. But uh, we'll be covering the news that they lose, and that's what the mainstream media loses on a constant basis, stories that are contrary to popular belief. Here are some of the topics we'll hopefully get around to hashing out tonight. The Fully Informed Jury Association. When you sit on a jury, did you know that you have a right to decide whether the law on which you are ruling and uh, deliberating is, is uh, is a constitutional law or whether the law is being applied appropriately if the, if the person was perhaps uh, not, uh, doesn't have a sufficient evidence against them or they actually were guilty of the law and uh, you think that uh, for any reason based on fact or, or you think the law is being misapplied or it's silly, it's unconstitutional, or it's just something that doesn't go along with your value system, you can acquit that uh, accused individual. And we'll also talk about uh, the law against hurting one's feelings with a blog. Uh, we have cyber terrorism, we've had cyber stalking, and now there are legislators who want to make cyber bullying a crime. We'll talk about the Department of Homeland Security reports and their lexicons. Uh, their current, uh, their most recently released or leaked by whistleblowers, a uh, lexicon of domestic terrorism. And of course, Marcus Wolf, the former head of the East German Stasi, the Nazi Stasi, became the head of the Department of Homeland Security to train our uh, illustrious Michael Chertoff, who perhaps trained our current uh, Chief of Homeland Security, Janet Napolitano. But um, <coughs> we know that the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree. We'll also be talking about uh, homeless who are being put in camps and charged rent, and of course having their children taken from them if they're not able to put a roof over their head. We'll talk about the banker bailout stimulus, the Federal Reserve, if you like. We'll talk about the aggression against Russia, the encirclement of Russia in the Ukraine. We'll talk about the broken campaign promises and and those campaign promises that thankfully go unfulfilled. Uh, We can mention the uh, health issues involving the swine flu and 
And uh, Baxter Pharmaceuticals, in Bloomberg News, uh, being exposed as having uh, included and, and added into their uh, into their uh, bird flu vaccination some actual live bird flu, killed some ferrets, and uh, they decided it was suitable for humans. So we'll talk about uh, what's going on with the uh, swine flu, the bird flu, the H1N1, the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, if if pigs fly flu, some are calling it. We just don't know what to call it because they're trying to give us all sorts of different um, labels for it that'll help uh, distract us. And uh, first, I think I'm going to start by going to my very own webpage, which I just started this evening. That's liberationstation.weebly.com. And I'd just like to read an editorial that I uh, wrote today. And uh, first I'll read the article on which it's based. It comes to us from Ben Smith at politico.com. The title of the article is Cheney in Manhattan, a giant conspiracy on Iran. And uh, this was published May 12th, 2009. Former Vice President Dick Cheney swung quietly through New York City Tuesday night to watch his daughter Elizabeth a former State Department official, argue the conservative side in a debate over American policy toward Iran and to express his own skepticism of President Obama's promised negotiations. Quote, we fail to recognize the fact that we are alone out there in terms of trying to achieve the objective of forcing the Iranians to give up their nuclear weapons, end quote. Cheney said at, the, at a dinner following the Intelligence Squared debate in which Elizabeth Cheney and foreign, former Coalition Provisional Authority spokesman Dan Senor debated former diplomat Nicholas Burns and Mideast scholar Ken Pollock on the topic of negotiations with Iran. So uh, to interject here that Dick Cheney is saying that Iran has nuclear weapons. Of course, he's out of office. I, he admits to not receiving intelligence briefings and... I don't know from where he sources his information. Uh, perhaps we'll explain his uh, tactic for coming out with such a stance. And continuing the article, the former vice president characterized the Iranian goal in negotiations on ending that country's nuclear program as mere stalling for time, and the Europeans as trying to, quote, restrain the U.S., end quote, from military action. Quote, everybody's in a giant conspiracy to achieve a different objective than the one we want to achieve, end quote, Cheney said. The negotiations are, quote, bound to fail unless we are perceived as very credible, end quote. In threatening military action against Iran, he said, um, that's what he implies, in threatening military against Iran, we are, quote, bound to fail unless we are perceived as very credible, well, that goes without saying. We know that the war is on for everybody's minds, and, and that's why he's going on the air and criticizing Obama, as are certain other uh, so-called conservatives, and they give cover to our president, for whom there is legitimate reason to, uh, to complain. But, uh, of course, those such as Cheney who are complaining and Limbaugh, and they don't have a, a good reason to complain about Obama because uh, the fact is that the current administration, um, the policies of the current administration match very closely those of the former. Continuing the article, um, and uh, let's see, continuing the article here. He says Cheney was uh, echo echoing his daughter's comments during the former formal debate at Rockefeller University on Manhattan's east side. And uh, 
pardon me, I'm having a problem with my mouse here. Of course, that's a that's a little problem here on the wireless issue. Oh, uh, let's see. Now, um, now the 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 issue, the point I need to make about Cheney is that. It, what he's telling us is that Iran has nuclear weapons. It's the same old excuse that's been resurrected as was used against Saddam Hussein. And it's too bad our children can't be resurrected. Now, Cheney, uh, among other rhinos, Republicans in name only, Cheney is covering for Obama by roundly criticizing him on many issues. But if you keep a close watch, you'll find the current administration mirrors the stance of the last on these same issues and others, including Iran. Um, Iran has gone above and beyond their obligations under the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty and offered uh, even 20 unannounced inspections per day anywhere within their country. And uh, just to interject here, if uh, this interests you, the call-in Lines are 727-441-3000 in Pinellas County and toll-free 1-866-826-1340. Now, uh, speaking of the non-proliferation treaty and the 20 unannounced inspections per day that Iran has offered and uh, been refused, the chief of the IAEA, uh, Mohammed Baradai, uh, he has threatened to quit if Iran is attacked, and he says that Iran has provided, quote, unprecedented access, end quote, uh, regarding the inspections of their nuclear facilities. A.Q. Khan, A.Q. Khan um, is the father of Pakistan's nuclear weapons program, and he is who the CIA was asked uh, by the Dutch to release twice when he was caught distributing nuclear plans and materials to various allegedly rogue nations under the pretext of tracking his contacts. And, and this is all according to the former Dutch Prime Minister, Rude Lubbers. So uh, the source is credible. Uh, it's nothing like Cheney and, uh, and those who are warmongers, um, you know, the neocons such as that ilk. And some of the uranium centrifuges that A.Q. Khan sold to Iran had traces of highly enriched uranium, which were detected in 2003. That caused Iran to voluntarily suspend enrichment until the issue was resolved with the IAEA. And uh, by the way, under the 1976 Symington Amendment to the Foreign Assistance Act, the United States is prohibited from giving foreign aid to those countries which traffic in nuclear enrichment equipment or technology for any purpose outside of international uh, outside of international control or treaty or regulation. Israel fits this description as it has never signed the non-proliferation treaty, and they refuse to admit it. They own hundreds of nuclear weapons. Now uh, we have Mordecai Vanunu, who's who's come out with this information and, and uh, as a whistleblower and leaked it. And, and uh, we have a, a, a late 1970s article from uh, Rolling Stone that, that covers this in depth. Yet the United States fails to take advantage of its right as a signatory under Article 4 of the Non-Proliferation Treaty to supervise and assist Iran to produce nuclear power. But then... Power-hungry war profiteers like Cheney, who continue to receive millions per year for life from Halliburton, would have no one with whom to fuss.
and no one for us to fuss with either. Fortunately, the technology isn't available to make uranium enrichment centrifuges that uh, have a switch like a blender to go from the great setting or the low enrichment setting for a fuel grade to the whip setting, which is the highly enriched weapons grade setting, or else you bet a QCon uh, would have sold as many as he could to Iran, Iraq, Syria, Libya, North Korea, and whoever else he did sell to and uh, might have had the money to buy them on the black market. So uh, that, uh, that's a little tidbit of uh, what we'll be talking about tonight. We'll be talking about war. We'll be talking about the police state. Let's see. You can call in on 727-441-3000 or toll-free 1-866-826-1340. Next, we'll be talking about the Department of Homeland Security, our loving servants at the Department of Homeland Security. There is a, uh, it's a startling, stark contrast. This is out of, this is, this is the type of doc, uh, documented tyranny that Nazi Germany and Russia, um, Stalinist Russia and, and Maoist China, Communist China, and, and um, the, I just don't know of any precedent for this in any tyranny in the world that would document the fact that alternative media are to be suspect as potential domestic terrorists. Starting here, I'll begin. I have to begin at the start. Department of Homeland Security document lists alternative media as potential terrorists. This is from PropagandaMatrix.com. And uh, you can also find it on Infowars.com or PrisonPlanet.com. The subtitle is Domestic Extremism Lexicon Memo Says Patriot Movement Primarily Comprises of Violent Groups. This is by Paul Joseph Watson, dated May 4th, 2009. A new Homeland Security document that received little attention during last week's swine flu coverage shockingly lists the alternative media with other radical extremist groups and applies that people who disagree with the mass media ver- mass media's version of events are potential domestic terrorists. Well, gosh, you better warn somebody if you ever come across such a person. Continuing, uh, the official use only, quote unquote, document is entitled, quote, Domestic Extremism Lexicon, end quote, and was released on March 26th, two weeks before the infamous, quote, right wing extremists, extremists, end quote, report that generated so much media attention throughout April. And uh, we'll have to mention that. We'll also have to mention the, the MIAC report, the Missouri Information Access Center report, which also says on it that it was funded by the Department of Homeland Security, federally funded and implemented, uh, of course, um, on a local level in order to uh, veil, their, veil their motives. They, they can't expose their federal jurisdiction except to their own law enforcement officers, at least at this point. Continuing the article, according to WorldNet Daily, the Department of Homeland Security document was almost immediately rescinded, but the groups listed alongside neo-Nazis, Aryan prison gangs, and black power extremists again prove that the federal government is targeting American citizens who are merely acknowledgeable about their rights and up on current issues as potential domestic terrorists to be treated as a threat to law enforcement. And uh, in this article, you can click on the PDF file, the, 
that's a, a type of computer file that uh, if you're on the internet, you can go to propagandamatrix.com, prisonplanet.com, infowars.com, and uh, various other sites. And I haven't even gotten to the good part yet, but uh, you can find the uh, PDF file or the, the text document that uh, includes the text and uh, images of the actual uh, leaked report from the Department, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, the preamble to the document reads as follows. Homeland Security reference aids prepared by the DHS slash Office of Intelligence and Analysis Provide baseline information on a variety of homeland security issues. This product is one in a series of reference aids designed to provide operational and, and intelligence advice and assistance to other elements of DHS, as well as state, local, and regional fusion centers. DHS and INA intends this background information to assist federal, state, local, and tribal homeland security and law enforcement officials in conducting analytic activities. This product provides definitions for key terms and phrases that often appear in DHS analysis and addresses the nature and scope of the threat that domestic, non-Islamic extremism poses to the United States. And so they're just letting us know that this has nothing to do with uh, Islamic extremism. Of course, there's only two brands of extremism. According to the official government line, that might be extremist Islam or um, yeah, extremism, extremist or Wahhabist terrorism, and homegrown terrorism. And so these are the only two groups that we have to worry about. Of course, when we built this police state, the, uh, the real motive was for the uh, domestic aspect rather than the foreign aspect of terrorism. So they've always intended for the police state to be turned inward. Now, continuing with this article, in the same breath as radical Cuban communists, the, quote, decentralized terrorist movement, end quote, quote, lone terrorists, end quote, racist skinheads, quote, unquote, and the Mexican separatist movement, we find an entry for, quote, unquote, alternative media alongside the blurb, quote, a term used to describe various information sources that provide a forum for interpretations of events and issues that differ radically from those presented in mass media products and outlets, end quote. That's right, folks. The federal government is training its, officer, its enforcers that people who don't believe everything they see on Fox News, CNN, or read in the New York Times are to be treated as a threat and a potential violent domestic terrorist. Apparently, it's not enough to treat Ron Paul supporters, people who fly U.S. flags, or people who are able to accurately recite the Bill of Rights as potential mass killers. Now, anyone who merely questions what is reported by the corporate media is also a danger, according to the federal government. The document also lists people who oppose abortion, people who oppose giving driver's licenses to illegal immigrants in states that they, quote, can be broadly divided into those who are primarily hate-oriented and those who are mainly anti-government and reject federal authority in favor of state or local authority. This term also may refer to right-wing extremist movements that are dedicated to a single issue, such as opposition to abortion or immigration, end quote. The document also mentions the Patriot Movement, quote-unquote, and states that it, quote, primarily comprises 
violent anti-government groups, end quote. Patriot movement. Who in the patriot movement, as an example, can anybody tell me would be construed in the remotest sense as uh, violent or anti-government? And uh, continuing with the article, as we have documented for years, we haven't yet come across a violent member of the patriot movement who wasn't also a federal provocateur or at least someone being radicalized by the feds, Timothy McVeigh being a prime example. And uh, I'll have to, uh, uh, that, that would be a whole other show if you'd like to talk about Tim McVeigh being sheep-dipped, mind-controlled. Um, and the behavior that was reported by the media that would lead to such a determination or, or uh, makes it apparent. Uh, we can talk about that. But continuing with this article, the conclusion at the foot of the document encourages recipients in law enforcement to report information concerning suspicious or criminal activity to DHS and the FBI. So uh, now, according to the feds, Running a webs a news website that isn't owned by General Electric or a Rupert Murdoch is suspicious and potentially criminal. Speaking of Rupert Murdoch, to interject here, um, the call-in numbers are seven two seven four four one three thousand and toll-free one eight six six eight two six thirteen forty. The all tell toll-free call uh, the all tell free call is star thirteen forty. And um, as I was mentioning, Rupert Murdoch, uh, it's, it's fascinating that he has had such a relation with Hillary Clinton before as the, uh, as the campaign during the election. As the uh, campaign was ramping up before Obama gained such popularity, he was dining. This is in the uh, New York press. Uh, he was dining with uh, Hillary Clinton every week. And, uh, and it's funny that uh, he admitted at the uh, Davos, Switzerland, uh, 2006 World Economic Forum that he and his uh, News Corp and his other assets, his other news assets, um, broadcast assets, I should say, they're not necessarily news. Fox News is not classified as a, as a uh, news channel, but... Uh, Fox News uh, is just the controlled opposition to CNN and, and vice versa. Anyway, so you can go onto YouTube and you can see that Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox News, who owns uh, the Wall Street Journal, and I just laugh at what's become of it and uh, his incredibility. You can see on YouTube where he admits to using his influence over world opinion to uh, be uh, pro-war, pro-Bush, to promote Bush's war. And he says in the YouTube clip that he does not like how Bush has handled the war, but he did. He doesn't think that uh, he, he, Rupert Murdoch doesn't think he's had much of an effect or opinion over the war. And he criticizes Bush, so he's just uh, giving a little bit of, of cover while admitting the truth and basically saying tough noogies. You know, you can watch our mind-controlled station all you like, and this is what you're going to get. So uh, I hope I didn't offend any Fox News watchers out there. Um, the only reason you'd want to watch them is, or any any news really is to find out what uh, what's going um, 
on in their minds because uh, you want to figure out what their plans are for you. And uh, to continue with this article now, um, after we mentioned Rupert Murdoch, now, uh, as we reported last month, and that would be PrisonPlanet.com and Infowars.com, another recent Department of Homeland Security Intelligence Assessment equates gun owners with violent terrorists and, and states that radical extremists are, quote-unquote, stockpiling weapons in fear of an Obama administration gun ban. The document was just the latest in a long, sorted line of training manuals in which the federal government characterizes millions of American citizens as potentially violent terrorists who are a threat to law enforcement. As we have exhaustively documented with a MIAC report, as I mentioned earlier, the Missouri Informational Analysis Center, uh, I'm sorry, I said it was Access Center earlier, that's Missouri Information Informational Analysis Center, uh, as we have exhaustively documented with the MIAC report and a whole host of others, the federal government apparently has, a, has very little concern for any perceived terrorist threat to America coming from the Middle East or Al-Qaeda cells within the country. And indeed, if any such threat existed, we are only in more danger because the feds have been busy training law enforcement that law-abiding American citizens who exercise their legal right to purchase firearms or who exercise their First Amendment right to discuss politics or run websites are political terrorists who want to instigate a violent revolution. So we only know by those who are pointing the finger that three fingers are pointing back at them. And uh, we also know that there are uh, people like uh, Jamie Garofalo went on Keith Olbermann, and, uh, and she, she said that uh, these tea parties were racist. Now, she does not understand, obviously, that the Tea Parties were co-opted, but they were initiated by nothing uh, along the lines of Fox or or any other, um, I don't know who else might have, uh, you know, other other than the talk, the radio talk show, Bloviators, Hannity and Limbaugh and O'Reilly. And I don't listen to them. I, I don't know. I've heard that uh, they're the ones who also promoted um, the Tea Parties, so uh, not really promoted, but helped hijack because indeed they were begun by We Are Changed at wearechanged.org that, that can be seen. And you can also see that uh, at uh, the Daily Paul that... Um, Ron Paul's campaign for liberty was basically hand-in-hand uh, in, hand in the endeavor, but these Tea Parties were begun as a, as a complaint to the Federal Reserve and ending the Fed and uh, auditing the Fed would be a good idea, as is, um, as is being proposed under uh, H.R. 1207 currently, so we can find out what the privately held Federal Reserve has been doing with the money all this time. Oh, gosh. Now... Um, now, we're going to have to talk about uh, Jamie Garofalo on Keith Olbermann because what she said was so outrageous that these Tea Party supporters would be racist. Nothing but racist, she said. She said that they're all racist. I mean, I, I would say, sure, there's some racism involved. I, there's no doubt any political um, event would attract any all sorts of strange bedfellows, strange... Uh, characters, but but uh, it's not worth mentioning. And the reason is that it can't be demonstrated, the, the racism cannot be demonstrated. 
And so uh, Janine Garofalo is on Keith Oberman, and Keith Oberman is going along with her. And uh, and she's saying, and you can see again on, on YouTube or other video sites, that she's saying that they're, uh, these tea parties are nothing but racists and that uh, they have a problem with the limbic system of their brain being enlarged and, and pushing on the rest of their brain that it's causing a short out in the synapses. And the, the neurons are misfiring. The axons and the dendrites, oh my. I don't know where she gets her uh, information her, or if she even has a, um, uh, a degree in brain surgery. Um, I think she has a, possibly a problem with her own brain. I, I don't know which gland or what cortex or medulla oblongata or pineal or thymus or thyroid gland or all of the above. It could be because... She's coming up with a theory that racism is caused by people who want to gain the full value of their money and they gain the full value of their labor. Um, and by having their money retain value rather than being inflated and, and uh, devalued and having been debased in 1933. But Janine Garofalo... Uh, it, obviously has something wrong with her brain by the fact that she's on there incessantly repeating the word clan over and over again. Um, she's She had a little flub up, and then she starts stuttering and, and repeating it incessantly, and, and I can't just, I just can't get over that little, that, well, it's not, nothing's little about it, that huge cowlick sticking out the back of her head, um, I assume is her hair, uh, but <laughs> the thing is that that uh, Keith Oberman um, in the same segment said that these tea parties were corporately financed, and of course we have Keith Oberman who uh, is giving is giving cover to Obama. I do give him credit though for covering Obama's wiretapping stance, but um, when it comes to the tea parties, these tea parties have have not been corporately financed. The, the the ones at which perhaps Glenn Beck or Hannity or Limbaugh appeared at, I mean not Limbaugh. I'm sure he wouldn't appear anywhere. He doesn't even take uh, take any guests on his show except political figures. But uh, whoever might have appeared, uh, who who is um, mainstream media, Fox News, they you know even at Glenn Beck's. Um, version of the Tea Party. He didn't even allow any signs, uh, any anti-Obama signs. So, you know, who's giving cover to Obama? Hmm. Uh, we know that the so-called right-wingers are. Uh, Glenn Beck is a, is, a, is a real case as well. The, I would love to get into him sometime, but uh, everybody should be aware, just to be aware that he has nothing to do with uh, alternative media. He first comes out, and this is well illustrated on Alex Jones's websites and video clips, where Glenn Beck first will come out, and he will say that he. Uh, and this, and this is what I'm about to tell you, is what got great play on the media. He comes out and he says that he just can't uh, disprove that concentration camps in America are real. 
And then he goes on his show and he keeps saying that he's going to be covering it. And next week he'll be covering it. Next week he'll be covering it. Um, oh, by the way, I'm going to put you off a little bit longer next week. Uh, I, I don't have all my information together yet. I mean, he got such a pressing issue. I have so much information to collect and he just keeps putting it off. It's so urgent that he just gets all this information in such a comprehensive format to present to us. What does he do? He goes on his show. And this does not get as much press play as when he said that he cannot disprove it. He goes on a show and he disproves it, or he thinks he, he pretends to disprove it. He goes on there and he shows a documentary from 1995 called America Under Siege by Linda Thompson. And I've got to let you know that I've, uh, I believe this video at the time showed astounding things like the tanks in Waco, Texas, attacking the Branch Davidians with flamethrowers, and that uh, that was that was so unbelievable. Um, it turned out to not be true, but she should have gone after the uh, and shown the, at the time, which was available, the FLIR footage, the FLIR forward-looking infrared radar footage uh, that there were explosive devices used, the CS tear gas used by the FBI to attack the Branch Davidians was flammable. And uh, there's no um, footage, there's no proof or evidence that anybody ever fired back. Of course, they all got convicted for uh, committing a murder with a firearm, even though nobody was convicted of murder itself. That's a good one. I don't know if anybody has a law degree to explain that to me. Um, call in at 727-441-3000. Or toll free one eight six six eight two six thirteen forty. Or the Altel free call line is star thirteen forty. So uh, now let's get back to what we were mentioning here. Uh, Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck, uh, he goes on his show and and uh, he meant and he shows also um, he, in addition to this footage from America Under Siege that shows a railroad station, abandoned railroad station, that's supposedly a concentration camp. Now, keep in mind this documentary, America Under Siege, is a piece of disinformation. It was put out by a lady, Linda Thompson, who later called for an armed march on Washington, which is totally unacceptable. You, you do not attack your own government if, you're, if you want them to, uh, if you want a tyrant, as, as I hear Mike Rivero say on the GCN network, say quite often on the What Really Happened show, he says, in order for people to understand that we're under tyranny, you have to make a tyrant act like a tyrant. And so you do not attack, you do not commit violence, and this is what she was calling for, and it just made my heart sink because I had aired her documentary on my public access show, and I had to retract. And, uh, I had to say I was sorry. I had to retract uh, all that, um, all the time I wasted playing that. And, they, and so now getting back to Glenn Beck, he played America Under Siege, a documentary that's been disproven, discredited, 15 years old, and then he also shows a satellite photo from a North, Co uh, North Korean satellite photo. And this satellite photo, um, he says, is a concentration camp also. So, uh, I mean, he says that people are alleging it's a concentration camp. Well, uh, why doesn't Glenn Beck really talk about 
concentration camps. Why doesn't he? If 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 he's if he's look if he's using red herrings or tar babies or um, oh gosh, if he's just uh, if he's using vapor clouds and and trying to convince us that that uh, concentration camps uh, don't exist or do exist or you know he he he's really dedicated to the truth. It's easy to go to sites like uh, Infowars.com, PrisonPlanet.com, or WhatReallyHappened.com, um, and and see that. Uh, or you could go to the uh, Army Army's own website and see the civilian prison in um, prison inmate labor program. Uh, civilian prison. Let me find that right quick. Yeah, we're just playing it on the fly here. Don't have everything printed out. So that was um argue that would can be found uh, the civilian inmate labor program can be found in argue encoded in Army Regulation 210-35. That's been unclassified, and um, a variant was released. Uh, a few years ago of that Army Regulation 210-35. Um, but uh, the Civilian Inmate Labor Program was declassified in 1996. It was begun in 1987. And you can you can uh, look at uh, Glenn Beck. I mean, gosh, why, why am I able to find this information and Glenn Beck isn't? He, he can look up the Houston Chronicle. He can look up... Um, uh, 1986, uh, Oliver North warned of uh, race riots that we'd, we'd uh, have to be putting people in camps, uh, and this was his pretext, his smokescreen to to create concentration camps under the Rex 84 program that was uh, established in 1986, and uh, that established three three concentration camps that would hold one million people each. And uh, you can see on YouTube the footage of, of Henry B. Gonzalez, Representative Henry B. Gonzalez at the time, then Representative. Uh, and uh, he's also uh, can be seen in, in uh, the documentary called America Destroyed by Design um, by Alex Jones uh, and Jack Brooks of Texas um, asking about this, this Rex 84 and this ability for the president to to suspend the constitution well we have been living um, in a state of suspended constitution uh, the constitution has been suspended um, or the president has been ruling without reference to normal constitutional processes according to senate report 93-549 93-549 where the senate was re, was was flailing helplessly in 1973 they were trying to tell us that they had lost power they were trying to say that the president has all these uh authorities to to do all sorts of things to control uh commerce and transportation oh what what is he doing now well same, same as the last president, but to a greater degree than the last president and the president before him. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Senate Report 93-549. It's, uh, it's an issue that uh, every president should be uh, 
notified of by everybody. Everybody needs to let the president, no matter who the president is at the time, know about Senate Report 93-549 that we know that, quote, since, and this is starting at the beginning, since March 9th, 1933, the United States has been in a state of declared national emergency. In fact, there are now, in effect, four presidentially proclaimed states of national emergency. In addition to the national emergency declared by President Roosevelt in 1933, there are also the national emergency proclaimed by President Truman on December 16th, 1950, during the Korean conflict and the states of national emergency declared by President Nixon on March 23, 1970, and August 15, 1971. Um, now, that, uh, that was the date that uh, he also took us off the uh, silver standard, August 15, 1971. And also, every president, every year since 1933, you will find, has issued a state of national emergency or declared or uh, reinforced the state of national emergency, but under various different pretexts, they just come up with something. And for example, uh, I remember Bill Clinton came up with, uh, during his administration, came up with a, a an executive order declaring a state of national emergency due to proliferation of weapons of mass destruction throughout the world. Of course, America would have nothing to do with that. Um, continuing, Senate Report 93-549, these proclamations give force to 470 provisions of federal law. These hundreds of statutes delegate to the president extraordinary powers ordinarily exercised by the Congress, which affect the lives of American citizens in a host of all-encompassing manners. This vast range of powers taken together confer enough authority to rule the country without reference to normal constitutional processes. Under the powers delegated by these statutes, the president may seize property, organize and control the means of production, seize commodities, assign military forces abroad, institute martial law, seize and control all transportation and communication, regulate the operation of private enterprise, restrict travel, and in a plethora of particular ways, control the lives of all American citizens. With the melting of the Cold War, the developing detente with the Soviet Union and China, the stable truce of over 20 years duration between North and South Korea, and the end of U.S. involvement in the war in Indochina, there is no present need for the United States government to continue to function under emergency conditions. I'll say. The Special Committee on the Termination of the National Emergency was created to examine the consequences of terminating the declared states of national emergency that now prevail, to recommend what steps the Congress should take to ensure that the termination can be accomplished without adverse effects upon the necessary tasks of governing, and also to recommend ways in which the United States can meet future emergency situations with speed and effectiveness, but without relinquishment of congressional oversight and control. I think that uh, needs to sink in. 
without the relinquishment of congressional oversight and control. I think we need to read between the lines when we understand that Congress and uh, that the Senate, in, in this Senate report 93-549, issued in 1973, the year I was born, in 19, uh, 1973, um, 35 years ago, entitled War and Emergency Powers Act, and in a continue the uh, the very end of the foreword, the last paragraph of the foreword is in accordance with this mandate, the special committee, in conjunction with the executive branch, expert constitutional authorities, as well as a former high officials of this government, is now engaged in a detailed study to determine the most reasonable way to restore normalcy to the operations of our government. Pardon me, that was not the uh, last paragraph of the foreword, but uh, I don't think this uh, requires any further explanation. Uh, the foreword is, is very powerful. And, uh, and uh, to uh, read an, another excerpt as I scroll down, I'm going to read uh, Senate, from Senate Report 93-49, and this uh, excerpt says, to what extent the Founding Fathers adhered to this view of the executive role in emergencies is, as much, is a much disputed issue. Whatever their conceptions of this role, its development in practice has been based largely on the manner in which individual presidents have viewed their office and its functions. Presidents Theodore Roosevelt and William Howard Taft argued the proper role of the president, and perhaps their debate best expounds diametrically opposed philosophies of the presidency. In his autobiography, Roosevelt asserted his stewardship theory. And by the way, Roosevelt uh, was not the uh, lily-white president that many people think, although uh, he had people who tried to commit a coup against him and uh, failed. But... um, uh, you know, he he just basically he's a puppet, just as many um, most of the presidents have been, I believe, since uh, perhaps Andrew Jackson, perhaps Lincoln, but at least uh, following Lincoln, um, Lincoln, I think, woke up a little bit too late. But uh, getting back to Roosevelt, uh, Roosevelt said, "My view was that every executive officer." was a steward of the people, bound actively and affirmatively to do all he could for the people and not to content himself with the negative merit of keeping his talents undamaged in a napkin. My belief was that it was not only the president's right, but his duty to do anything that the needs of the nation demanded, unless such action was forbidden by the Constitution or by the laws." Under this interpretation of the executive power, I did did and caused to be done many things not previously done by the president and the heads of departments. I did not usurp power, but I did greatly broaden the use of executive power. In other words, I acted for the common well-being of all our people whenever and whatever measure was necessary unless prevented by direct constitutional or legislative prohibition. And uh, that's his interpretation, just as Bush's interpretation uh, allows torture for, um, you know, enemy combatants. Uh, Now, we need to understand what is... 
the Congress doing? And we'll get back to that in just a moment here. We're going to understand just how the Congress has lost its power and recent Congress people who have tried to warn us of this with a banker bailout in October of 2008. You can call in toll-free 727-441-3000. Pardon me, that's the Pinellas line. Or toll-free 866-826-1340. I'll tell toll-free call in line is star 1340. I'm Chris Steiner, your host. And this is Liberation Station. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg. WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, Wesley Chapel. CNN Radio, I'm Pat St. Clair. Three New York schools will be shuttered for the next five days out of concerns about swine flu. Mayor Michael Bloomberg says five cases of the H1N1 virus have been documented in one intermediate school, and an unusually high number of students are reporting flu-like symptoms. While the symptoms of H1N1 flu seem to resemble those of seasonal flu, the H1N1 virus appears to spread rapidly. So we're closing these schools in order to slow transmission. One person is hospitalized in serious condition after possibly being infected with swine flu. Officials in Arizona are reporting the first death in that state apparently linked to the H1N1 virus. A woman in her late 40s who had underlying lung disease died last week. Chrysler says it's slashing about a fourth of its dealerships nationwide, eliminating up to 40,000 jobs. It's part of the bankrupt automaker's effort to stay afloat. Jeffrey Tamaroff's Dodge dealership in Southfield, Michigan, is one on the chopping block. Well, I got the phone call this morning at 8 um, from the business center telling me that uh, our contract would not be assumed. Gathered all the employees together uh, this morning around, I don't know, 9.30. Told them as much as I know, which isn't a lot. Tamaroff's dealership employs 55 people. Nearly 800 dealerships nationwide are affected. How much did she know and when are the questions Republicans continue to ask about House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's knowledge of the CIA's interrogation techniques, including waterboarding? Pelosi today dismissed claims that she knew about them in 2002, saying the discussion is simply a distraction from making sure that torture never happens again. Meantime, the CIA is rejecting former Vice President Dick Cheney's request to decrease classify records of abusive interrogations of suspected terrorists. An aide says Cheney will appeal the ruling. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio. 
Have you ever listened to a talk radio show and said, I could do that? Well, you're right. You can. Right here on the Tantalk Radio Network. Your Tantalk program will include a professional engineer to handle every technical aspect of your program. Professional talk and recording studios. Four telephone lines to take live call-ins and conduct live interviews. Even the ability to do live remote broadcasts. Not only will your program be aired locally in Tampa Bay, you'll be streamed live worldwide across the internet in audio and video. When you sign off, you'll receive an audio CD or MP3 copy of your program, which can be duplicated and distributed to friends, family, clients, customers, prospects, and sponsors. In addition, you can archive and podcast this copy of your program on the internet for download and playback. We can also air your pre-recorded programs, existing network program, or internet stream. Ready to explore the exciting world of talk radio? Here's the next step. Hey, Tampa Bay, listen up. You can have a one-hour program on the Tantalk Radio Network for less than the cost of one 60-second announcement on many local radio stations. We will put your program on two stations in Tampa Bay, AM 1340 and AM 1350. The cost? Less than a 60-second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Get the facts by calling Lola Jean, the broadcast queen, at 727-510-7622. That's 727 area code 510-7622. Call 510-7622 now and reserve your Talk Network program. Whatever happened to the good guys? Guys who do such a super job you'd swear they wore superhero capes. Guys like the car washers who get every last french fry between your seats. The tree trimmers who don't make you feel like a sap. The pool cleaner who maneuvers that long pole thingy like a ninja blade. Introducing the super guarantee in the new Verizon Yellow Pages. We're so confident in these super businesses, we're willing to stand behind their services. The septic tank cleaner who's detailed without going into detail. And the contractor who doesn't cut corners, you know, unless he's making something with corners. Next time, feel good knowing you've found a business whose work is backed by the super guarantee. You'll get the job done right, or we'll step in and make it right. Sign up for the super guarantee for free on superguarantee.com. Your new Verizon Yellow Pages is on the way. Look for businesses with the new super guarantee from ID Arc Media. Restrictions apply. For full details, see the terms and conditions for this program on superguarantee.com. Capes not included. Hi, I'm PC, your predictably correct morning radio guy. He's not. He's not? Not PC, not predictable. But I'm personable and quirky, and he's... I'm a... So he's... Uh, Opinionated, irreverent. I make my big-name guests comfortable, so they talk. He does bigger names that makes them uncomfortable, so they squirm. Then they talk. You want him to squirm? (laughs) Yeah, makes it more interesting. Heard the new Imus lately? On the stations of the Tantalk Network. Catch Imus in the morning, right here. I'm earnest, I'm sincere. You're stupid. This is the home of one of the most beloved broadcasters in the industry. Paul Malloy. Just a marvelous individual. Beloved, kind to children and small animals. Paul Malloy. Just a brilliant guy and lovely. Not to mention large livestock. Lovely, elegant, articulate, wonderful human being. Paul Malloy. Celebrated worldwide for his compassion and sensitivity. The template of a gentleman. Paul Malloy. Weekday mornings at 10.
Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Liberation Station with Chris Steiner. And uh, you're hearing us on WTAN 1340 AM in Clearwater, WZHR 1400 AM Zephyr Hills, and WDCF 1315 AM Date City. The website is www.liberationstation.weebly.com, and Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y. Just think of Wobbly. I'll help you remember it. And the webcam, you can see us at tantalk1340.com. Or if you want to watch the webcam through Windows Media Player, that's a program on the computer, go to www.internet-ad.com slash WTAN1.ASX. We're on 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and your calls are welcome at 727-441-3000 in Pinellas County, and toll-free 1-866-826-1340. 826, by the way, stands for TAN. 866-TAN-1340. All tell free call is star 1340. And this is my first show. Uh, this is my first pilot, a premiere, and I would appreciate if you had anything to say. It'd make my job a whole lot easier. Getting back to what we were speaking about last hour, the end of last hour was, uh, what power does Congress really have? Are they really a, is there really a, um, a system of checks and balances going on as uh, ought to be the case? Is there is the uh, president, uh, the office of the president, uh, have too much power? We know that there are many things that the last president did to claim uh, extra power, as well as the vice president, for their offices. Things like PDD 55, the uh, Military Commissions Act, which uh, was an act of Congress, but uh, gave the power to the president and, and certain of his cabinet to be able to uh, designate anybody, an unlawful uh, enemy combatant, and uh, strip them of their constitutional rights and uh, put them into a uh, concentration camp or in Gitmo, uh, Guantanamo Bay. Oh, no, that's being shut down. Uh, One of our internal military bases now. (laughs) We're just going to have to sweep them under the rug there. And um, now we we need to ask ourselves... Are there any whistleblowers in Congress who would let us know if anything was going on that that uh, would usurp their power? Um, that we have. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the president also signed an executive order saying that he and the Department of Treasury have the right to uh, seize anyone's property or assets if they went against the foreign policy in Iraq. So, uh, you know, of course, that can't be enforced. But it, it came out around the time that. That um, let's see, Michael. Oh, what is his name? Uh, he wrote or he he did a documentary. I remember he's the big heavy uh, heavy set fella. Um, Michael Moore and uh, Cindy Sheehan. About this time, Michael Moore, that Cindy Sheehan uh, came out saying that 9/11 might be an inside job or is an inside job. Um, they've changed their position. I know Michael Moore says that uh, it might have been and needs to be looked into. Uh, have a serious second look at it. He says it with a great cynicism. 
So uh, this executive order came out about the time that they uh, that Cindy Sheehan and and Michael Moore were doubting the official story of 9/11, and uh, if there and it says that if you're going to question the uh, foreign policy in Iraq, then you can have your assets seized by the Secretary of the Treasury or any of his designates, and. Um, Gosh, that uh, you know that that can't be enforced. I mean, how are they going to go after so many people? You wonder. Oh, I think they're just trying to scare us. I mean, that's what I think. I think they're just trying to let people like Cindy Sheehan and Michael Moore know that. Oh, gosh, your your assets are are at risk. Well, I think they are uh, a little more patriotic than than that to give into a threat, give into. Gosh, given to a sense of false sense of security by shutting up. So uh, I appreciate Michael Moore and Cindy Sheehan for bringing over a lot of the left, a lot of the uh, those who consider themselves on the left of the false left-right paradigm. Because uh, I don't consider there to be a, a, a left or a right. I don't consider myself anywhere on that on that graph. I mean, gosh, I, how two-dimensional left, right. It's kind of like having two choices in high school or in, in uh, public school. Anyhow, you, in lunchtime, they only give you two major courses to choose from, and they're both uh, unhealthy and greasy. And They're hot. I mean, at least they're hot. You can't taste it as well that way. But uh, you have two choices, and um, that's the way the Department of Homeland Security likes it, as I was mentioning in the last hour. Uh, so now, what power does Congress have? We need to ask people, um, representatives such as Brad Sherman, Michael Burgess, Dan, Dan Hamburg, and uh, Marcy Captor. Oh, and um, Representative Daryl Issa. Um, I don't. I haven't had the time to collect the information on him, but uh, uh, all of these representatives and uh, Congress people. Uh, have warned us that they were threatened if they did not pass the banker bailout bill in October, I believe it was October 3rd, 2008, that martial law would be imposed, that the president, therefore, would take all the power away from them and it would no longer be a ceremonial Congress. We'd have um, some kind of a terrorist attack, I'm sure, to uh, designed to coincide with a dissolution of the Congress, biological attack, or, uh, well, I'm supposed to say the swine flu it hasn't been. <clears throat> Gosh, we need to talk about that. But uh, now to talk about Brad Sherman, he, he said that mar literal martial law was threatened by Congress. Um, and uh, Lee, can you hear me in there in the control? Okay. Uh, if, you, if you're able to pull this up, maybe in a few moments we could play... Um, on YouTube, where uh, if you go to go to uh, searchinfowars.com and just just do a search at searchinfowars.com for Brad Sherman Marshall Law or just Brad Sherman Marshall, it'll come up in the first article. We'll have a YouTube clip there, and uh, that shows that uh, this needs to be aired on C-SPAN. It was aired uh, at least in and. Uh, not re-aired, but uh, except on places like YouTube. And uh, let me know when you have that ready in there. What do I search for again? Uh, Brad Sherman Marshall. 
It might be on YouTube, but if you went to searchinfowars.com, you'd certainly find it. And uh, he's, he tells his, his fellow congressman that uh, he was threatened with martial law. Um, I believe, let's see, it was Marcy Captor. Yes, it was Marcy Captor who herself said that she uh, was threatened by uh, then Secretary of the Treasury Hank Paulson and Dick Cheney with martial law. Okay, so you have that ready to go? Go right ahead. This is Brad Sherman on the uh, Democrat from California <clears throat> um, on the uh, House of Congress. Lady from Ohio, the only way they can pass this bill is by creating and sustaining a panic atmosphere. That atmosphere is not justified. Many of us were told in private conversations that if we voted against this bill on Monday, that the sky would fall. The market would drop two or three thousand points the first day, another couple thousand the second day, and a few members were even told that there would be martial law in America if we voted no. That's what I call fear-mongering. Unjustified. Proven wrong. We've got a week, we've got two weeks to write a good bill. The only way to write, to pass a bad bill, keep the panic pressure on. Now what has the Senate done to this bill? Yeah, and uh, and so uh, Brad Sherman was saying that that uh, this was not congressional martial law, as some had originally said, where there's some kind of a you know a metaphor for something else, like uh, they have the nuclear option and, and such like that. Well, gosh, um, then we're going to have to uh, pull up uh, Marcy Captor here. I'm going to uh, do that here, and uh, she was. Um, she was uh, threatened. Uh, she was saying that, uh, here we go. Uh, in the title, in the article entitled Congresswoman Criminal Insiders Behind Bailout Bill, and this can be found on Infowars.com. Um, pulling this up, uh, the website is just a little slow. I have a bunch of windows open, so many notes. And uh, the numbers to call here. I'd really appreciate it if you'd make my job all that easier at uh, 727-441-3000 and toll-free 1-866-826-1340. That's 866-TAN-1340. The all-tell free call is 13, That pardon me, that's star 1340. And uh, now let's go to... Um, I've yeah. got a bunch of... Uh clips with Marcy Captor. Which which one am I looking for? Uh, we are under martial law as declared by the... It has it starts with Michael Burgess. Um, now if you if you go to searchinfowars.com and just search for uh, Marcy Captor uh, K-A-P-T-U-R and Marshall and just hit the search the article, the second one down, or the, actually, it's the first one also. A congressman, criminal insiders behind bailout bill. And I think we're both trying to hit the same website at the same time, so it's not only on our end, the bottleneck, but also on the, on their end at InfoWars. It's such a popular site. InfoWars, by the way, is even more popular than RushLimbaugh.com or Hannity.com. And this is a little-known secret. If you go to Alexa.com and you just want to see the web traffic, compare it to Hannity.com. Um, 
and uh, and you'll see that uh, Alex Jones is far more popular than any of those. Uh, O'Reilly.com, NeilBortz.com, he blows them all away. Wonderful news. Um, okay, so uh, did you get that uh, YouTube up? All right, go ahead and shoot that YouTube up. Gentlemen, time has expired. The gentleman from Texas. Mr. Speaker, I ask permission to address the House for one minute, revise and extend my remarks. Without objection. Mr. Speaker, I also come to the floor today to talk about this $700 billion bill that's in front of us. I use the term bill advisedly because we have seen no bill. We are here debating talking points on perhaps what is one of the most largest, the largest fundamental change in our nation's financial system in its history. And House Republicans have been cut out of the process. Not only have we been cut out of the process, we've also been derided by the leadership of the Democratic Party and called unpatriotic for not participating. Mr. Speaker, I have been thrown out of more meetings in this Capitol in the last 24 hours than I ever thought possible as a duly elected representative of 820,000 citizens of North Texas. Mr. Speaker. Politics is a full-contact sport, and I understand that, but it is a full-contact sport in the light of day in the public arena. Since we didn't have hearings, since we didn't have markups, let's at least put this legislation up on the Internet for 24 hours. That's what Thomas was made for. Let's do that and let the American people see what we have done in the dark of night. After all, I have not gotten any more mail, any more emails on any other subject than this one that is before us today. Mr. Speaker, I understand we're under martial law, as declared by the Speaker last night. I think it's ironic. House Republicans have not been needed for a single thing in this House to assure passage for the last 22 months. And today, we're going to be asked to vote for a bill for political cover because Democrats are too weak to stand up to the, their Speaker. I yield back. Gentleman's time has expired. The gentleman from New Jersey. If this were a dictatorship, it'd be a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> just so long as I'm the dictator. <laughs> My. Well, uh, and if you could go down that page a little bit further to uh, Marcy Captor also uh, had her her little bit to say. Um, but while you're getting that, I wanted to uh, comment that, you know, there's Michael Burgess there, Representative of Texas, and he's saying that he was kicked out of a lot of meetings having to do with the banker bailout. Wow, he must not have uh, been wanting to go along with it. Why should he be kicked out of meetings when that's his job? <laughs> Gosh. And uh, I wanted to also comment about the the, the uh, clip just before that with Brad Sherman. Brad Sherman, by the way, was the one who questioned all these uh, uh, executives about what kind of a uh, form of transportation they arrived in at the congressional, at the hearings. And, oh, did you come in a private jet? Did you, are you willing to go home in a uh, taxi cab or a private, uh, private rental? And none of them were willing to. Um, I guess at the next hearing they showed up uh, in much more economical transportation. But the fact fact is that Michael Burgess is uh, is real gung ho, and uh, he's an attack dog. And um, and uh, Michael Burgess was uh, saying something else in that clip. I'm trying to recall. Um, yeah, Michael Michael Burgess is is uh, somebody who. Uh, it seems like he wants to stay in power uh, just to do good, and and he's there because he's warning us, and we need to take that to heart. We need to understand that there are people who care about us who are still warning us, who are still trying to hold down the fort. Even though it's not tenable, they're there just for the sake of us, just to warn us. 
And uh, if I remember what I was, else I was going to mention, I, I don't think it was uh, all that relevant. Um, but uh, Michael Burgess, is, I, I admire him quite a bit. Uh, now, do you have that Marcy captor ready? Oh, thanks so much. I'll shoot that off, too. Time, the gentlewoman from Ohio. The same one. Without objection. Mr. Speaker, my message to the American people, don't let Congress seal this Wall Street deal. High financial crimes have been committed. Now Congress is being asked to bail out the culprits and to do so at the expense of those who elected us to guard their interests, the people of our country. The normal legislative process that should accompany review of a monumental proposal to bail out Wall Street has been shelved. Yes, shelved. Only a few insiders are doing the dealing. Sounds like insider trading to me. These criminals have so much political power they can shut down the normal legislative process of the highest lawmaking body in this land. All the committees that should be scanning every word of what is being negotiated are benched. And that means the American people are benched too. We are constitutionally sworn to protect and defend this republic against all enemies, yes. foreign and domestic. And my friends, there are enemies. We are told we will have a bill, a trillion-dollar bill to review soon and have less than 24 hours with no regular hearings to try to vote on this tar baby. The people pushing this deal are the very same ones who were responsible for the implosion on Wall Street. They were fraudulent then, and they're fraudulent now. We should say no to this deal. I ask my colleagues to join us at 2 o'clock in HCA to the Capitol to meet with some real experts who've done financial resolutions without putting the burden on the taxpayer. Please join us, HCA, at 2 p.m. time of the gentlewoman has expired. The gentleman from California. Mr. Speaker, I ask unanimous consent to uh, address the House and revise and extend. Without objection. And and there's Marcy Captor, another wonderful, respectable, honorable lady. Um, I remembered what I was going to say about Brad Sherman and um, about that clip, uh, including Brad, Brad Sherman, where uh, he, at the very end of the clip it mentioned that uh, it had come out of the Senate. Um, and and the, the fact of the matter, that reminded me, the fact of the matter is that this bailout bill is completely unconstitutional. Because the Constitution says that all spending bills must begin in the House of Representatives, not in the Senate, as the bailout bill did. And, uh, <laughs> gosh, it was passed on October 3rd, and, uh, and so, you know, these trillions of dollars that have been given out, well, uh, those checks need to be uh, canceled, or, or somebody needs to let somebody know that that uh, it was not a constitutional bill, but uh, that's par for the course. The numbers here are 727-441-3000, toll-free 1-866-TAN-1340. That's 1-866-826-1340. And the all-tail free call is star-1340. Um, now, oh, gosh, there's so many issues that we need to get to before the end of the show, and uh, one that I uh, need to tie into the... Um, the issue of of the bankers foreclosing on this country is 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 based on what I hear from around the country, and uh, I, I have an awful clip that um, I, I need. To, uh, if you could clue that cue that up for me, the uh, clip with Alex Jones. Uh, it's about ten minutes long on um, whatreallyhappened.com on the main page there, and. 
and uh, it's where Alex speaks with a lady, Dawn, who is being evicted by a sheriff in Missouri. Um, this particular sheriff, by the way, um, is on Missouri News on YouTube. You can see the clips where he says uh, back during the campaign that he's going to enforce Obama truth squats, make sure that anybody isn't saying anything bad about Obama. How did he know he'd be our president? Well, I don't know if he knew, but gosh, why would it be such a kiss? But anyway, uh, brown noser. That's how he got to be where he is. Um, I assume. I don't know him that well, but I just know that uh, he disgusts me. And he is, uh, he has evicted this, um, and, and you'll hear the sheriff's name in this clip. He's evicted uh, Dawn Welsh and her family. Dawn Welsh has paid her mortgage. The bankers, though, intermingled her mortgage with, with all sorts of... Um, securities and and assets that uh, they uh, I mean it, it's been as you'll hear in the clip it's been forgiven by Wachovia and she's documented this and and tried to go the legal route now normally the legal route that she has pursued uh, as other when it's been pursued by other people it's been quite successful for her for some reason I guess they wanted to make an example of her um, and I really admire her but uh, the problem with the bankers is, and and the reason they are going after her and people like her is that what the what has happened with uh, foreclosures, uh, the reason foreclosures is so high, is that they are called the banks, the lenders are calling in notes, and uh, it's not only because people aren't able to pay their their rent. They're the banks are saying, well, we. We hypothecated that we were able to going to be able to uh, make money with these toxic assets that we just um, invented, and and so they expect us uh, to pay off, pay for their mistake. So the 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 issue the the problem is that they don't have people paying the money, Federal Reserve notes or. Banking entries, uh, you know, whether it be check or in any form, the, the, the banks don't have people giving the money, which means that uh, they're not able to impoverish us, which is their objective. And the reason I say that is because they are calling in these notes, expecting us to pay for their mistakes, and they're gambling. They're they're gamblers, and if you give a gambler more money, you're not doing them any good, and of course you're not helping yourself either. So they take what the lenders are doing; they're calling in the notes, they're making the full amount payable immediately, due and payable immediately, and and these notes are are uh, the the borrowers are unable to pay. They try to work out a deal. They try to find somebody who will buy the property for the full price. This is called a short sale, but it requires the permission and the, the negotiation with the bank, with the lender, and the, the fraudulent financiers. And so the banks are not speaking with the borrowers who are trying to negotiate with them in order to pay off the loan. The banks don't care about getting paid off. They really want to impoverish us. They'd really want rather destroy that home and destroy the all the value in that home and and you may not understand what i what i mean but in a nutshell they foreclose on the property the property goes vacant it deteriorates and the property 
uh, is condemned. It goes back to the ownership of the city. And that drives up the price of property, doesn't it? Banks think that the uh, well, their excuse, their public excuse, which is, it seems to make sense. It, maybe it's sophistry, maybe not, um, is that they, they want to make more money. I mean, they want to drive up the price of property, of real estate. And... And so they're doing this without any regard to the value of the property, the labor that went into it, the natural resources. I mean, the, the uh, you would think that a materialist, such as the, the bankers, would uh, would want to keep their materials good and preserved. And, and I'm not saying that they don't, but the, this is the the general trend: is that uh, they're allowing a lot of their homes to go um, to to deteriorate. But they do sometimes. I know the the banks do try to have somebody do just a remedial nominal work on a property that's been vacant, just you know, mowing the lawn and and uh, changing the locks and and making sure that it looks like somebody might be there. But they they don't. The, the companies are the the uh, small. Um, mom and pops who who do this for the banks who maintain the properties they they just they don't care about how good of a job they do and and uh, sure they mow the lawn but uh, you can have the ease hanging off and and the paint uh, chipping and so many other problems can go wrong with the house so um they allow them to to deteriorate and it's 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 just disgusting um now we'll uh, get into the banking situation, the banking issue here. Um, let me see where I put my file. Um, well, first, uh, yeah, if you, if you could play that that uh, Alex Jones clip, I forgot all about that about Don Welsh and and her uh, situations. Uh, it sums it up pretty well here. Her recent situation um, in her confrontation with the with the sheriff's office there in Missouri. All this. I have a little four acres, and it turned out we did pay it on some land out in by Johnson City. And uh, I just got a big bill, and they're saying they're taking it. I mean, folks, this is happening to everybody, and i got to go fight that or they'll take it. Even though we have the record, we sent them the check. and they, you know, This is how they operate. Now, Joyce, just during the break, got some new information. So for stations that just joined us, Joyce, and quite a few just joined us, uh, tell recap what's happened in Missouri, the lady's name and the new developments, and then we'll play this audio that was recorded after your show ended. Don Welch has been a, a listener to Genesis Network for five years, and she's very well aware of what her rights are. So when this first mortgage company, uh, when she was smart enough to write to the mortgage company and ask them if they still owned the note and if uh, her mortgage was paid in full, they sent her back in writing, yes, your mortgage is paid in full. Well, the mortgage had been sold to Wachovia. Wachovia then enters in, though their name is not on the lien and they have no equity interest in her home, they went to the judge and, of course, the sheriff and told them to go ahead and take the house. Well, she went through the whole proceedings, all the time standing up for herself and challenging them every step of the way. She put notices on her front and back door. She put up no trespassing signs. She said, this is my property and I will not voluntarily give it up. So as a result of that, over the last few months, we've known that there were some problems there and that the police were going to come. They sent one uh, note to her saying that we will come within five days. She put a note up saying, I will sue you as a private individual, Mr. Sheriff, if you do this. Well, they did come today. 
And when they came to her home at about, uh, now we had her on the air for, at 8 o'clock central, and they um, came to her house. At about uh, 8.45, they started gathering around with the ambulance, the uh, uh, Humvee, and all the vehicles started gathering away from her home. Now, her home is right next to the uh, uh, fairgrounds there in Hillsborough, Missouri. So they gathered all around there, kind of like they did with Waco. So we got really concerned. We're afraid of what was going to happen to her. And at about uh, 9 o'clock, excuse me, 10 o'clock, we went off the air. And we were off the air and unable to uh, keep contact with the listeners, which is why I'm so appreciative that you were willing to put this on, because these people have been hanging not knowing what happened. Well, we taped from 10 a.m. on, because John was able to get it connected up there at Genesis and help us out with Ted's uh, uh, involvement there. And what we did was we continued to tape this in an ongoing fashion so that we could hear her and had her on the phone the whole time at approximately 10:25, they then began to come to her door to break it down with the battering ram they came to her door started screaming for her to come outside she refused to do so they knew she was not a a person who was going to harm them and so they weren't even showing any weapons at the time But she was unfortunately the victim of them breaking down her door. And what you're going to hear is the sound this morning at 1030 Central Time when they broke down her door. Then after that, I'll give you the update of what I just learned has happened to her since that time. But this is so chilling. I want everybody to take this off of InfoWars and get it onto your email Send it out and let people hear what it's like for a 54-year-old grandmother who's trying to save her home for her children and her grandchildren. And then meanwhile, the bankers have stolen uh, $14-plus and they say, we're not going to tell you where it is. In fact, uh, here's Bloomberg uh, today. Fed Inspector General claims she does not know where the trillions went and doesn't have to tell anybody. Later, I'm going to play clips of, of, of the Defense Department saying they won't say where trillions have gone. It's just a rogue criminal government. And I will again remind people, I had Bank of America a few years ago buy my mortgage from my mortgage company. It been sold many times. And then just take the escrow money and, and, and start suing me to take my house, even though I had the title company and everything that I'd paid it. They said, we don't care. And I had to counter sue them to get them to back off. Well, with a lot of you know uh, people who are broke, can barely buy groceries, You know they, they've paid off their mortgage. That's who they come after. Uh, let's go ahead now. Here is the audio of what happened today uh, live. This hasn't been heard yet. Uh, yet. This is the first time it's being heard. It'll be posted at InfoWars.com if you missed this, or at PrisonPlanet.com or at ThePowerHour.com. Uh, but here it is live right now from what happened today at 1025 Central Standard Time. Here it is. I need to open the door. We have a court order for you. Sheriff's Department, I need you to open the door. Open. We have a court order for you. We need you to open the door. We have an execution for your residence. No. If we don't open the door, we're going to break the door, ma'am. Ma'am, you need to open the door. I can hear your voice. Hello? Yes, we're here. We're here. We're here with you. Sheriff's Department, open the door. I'll have to put the the phone down and just put my hands out, guys, whenever they walk in. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't have my stuff out on the street, guys. I we can't. 
We don't want you to get hurt. We don't want. We want you to be safe. We want you to, you know. The Ma'am, it's the sheriff's department. You need to open the door. We're going to force in the door. Josh has offered to go up there and move your stuff to a storage unit if that's what it takes. He will take care of that, he said. <laughs> we got two households here, but thank you, Josh. <laughs> well, we could get the good stuff anyway, hopefully, but uh, if that would help. Um, you know, we need to be prepared next time for these kinds of events and make sure we got Plan B and C in place. All um, right, they're coming around. They've got a camcorder also. They're recording. They are recording me in the window. I stepped away where he can't. Oh, my God. I don't know that it ever gets worse than this kind of a situation. I can't imagine this. I just cannot imagine. This is just um, beyond the pale. You know you're doing the right thing, don't you, Don? Yes, ma'am. And why yes. do you know that? Yes. Why do you know you're doing the right thing in your heart? Because we have a corrupt criminal government that is stealing our homes, our properties, our lives, our jobs, moving them overseas, you know, all the same reasons. And then they uh, leave you uh, just basically flapping in the breeze, taking jobs away. You can't get a job. What All right, here they come. Get the video camera. Here they come. Here they come. They're coming through the door. They're bashing the door. What do I do? Let them go. Get in the bathroom. Jim. Jim. They're getting in the bathroom. I'm going to stand here. Just hold your ground right there. Don't, don't, don't run. They're filming it. All right. Don't, make, don't anybody make any fast moves. Don't anybody make any... I'm laying the phone down. Okay, but don't hang it up. I won't. I'm right here. Right. I'm right here. Do I just put my hands out, Jim? Well, are they in the house yet? Not yet. Okay, when they come in the house, just say, listen, I don't, need, I, I don't mean any personal harm to anyone, but I am not voluntarily <laughs> surrendering my property to anyone. The bus in the door. Is that recording, guys? Remember, I mean no harm to anyone. I am not surrendering my house. Should I start saying that now? Well, as soon as, as, soon as you can see them. Okay. Here it comes. Here it comes. They're busting the door. We'll make sure that people know that you meant no harm to anybody. My daughter is here. They're in the house. Where at? Sheriff's office. They're getting my daughter and her friend. They're putting this all on the ground. My hands are on the back of my head. There is no dog. There is no dog. I am not trespassing. This is my property. I have, I have the paperwork to prove that this is my property. They are stealing. Don't hurt me. They are stealing my property. I have paperwork right there showing that I own this house. Sheriffs, you guys are violating my constitution. Don't you touch my phone. You are violating my constitutional rights. And then they hung up the phone, Joyce.
I'll tell you, this was so hard to listen to, but knowing that she was going through it. But listen to how strong this 54-year-old grandmother was. I mean, she's just amazing. Well, as a result of this, I just got a phone call that we had contacted um, the... We got a break, Joyce. Stay there. We got to take a network break. We'll be right back on the other side. Then your phone calls are coming up, ladies and gentlemen, and a ton of other news as we track the police state. Stay with us. There you heard Dawn Welsh going through her history-making ordeal, her family as well. Pray for the Welsh family and pray that God's will be done and, and that everything will work out as, as he wants. But everything, uh, everything is not well at this moment, and we need to uh, send our, our prayers, and we need to also protect ourselves and, and wish protection uh, the same protection that we would wish for ourselves, for others. Um, well, for uh, for what's going on, we know that the, the bankers are responsible. We know that they own our government. They print the money. They can buy off of any politician they like. Uh, this article is from uh, Bloomberg News, May 9th, and it's entitled U.S. Taxpayers Risk 9.7 trillion dollars 9.7 trillion dollars on bailout programs the stimulus package the u.s congress is completing would raise the government's commitment to solving the financial crisis to 9.7 trillion dollars enough to pay off more than 90 percent of the nation's home mortgages the federal reserve treasury department and federal deposit insurance corporation have lent our or spent almost $3 trillion over the past two years and pledged up to $5.7 trillion more. The Senate is to vote this week on an economic stimulus measure of at least $780 billion. It would need to be reconciled with an $819 billion plan in the House approved last month. Um, so here we see that we could have paid off all of the mortgages and uh, the bankers, uh, rather than having to fund their their misadventures, their fund their gambling habit, but that's not uh, that's not what they have in plan. Well, this nine point seven trillion dollars and and uh, many trillions are, are missing from the Federal Reserve, as I said, HR twenty. Uh, and the Federal Reserve is a private banking institution. It is uh, privately held stock, cannot be audited, which is why. There is now H.R. 1207, which uh, there are many representatives uh, supporting. Uh, there was a 90, now there are 150 co-sponsors to H.R. 1207 to audit the Federal Reserve. It's not a federal agency at all. It's, it's, it's just like a military contractor, except military contractors, their currency are basically bodies, uh, warm bodies, and... Uh, to, at least in the beginning. And so the Federal Reserve's currency is money. It would be like Halliburton just uh, directly drafting people anytime they felt like it uh, arbitrarily. And, uh, well, the Federal Reserve arbitrarily prints up money and they cannot uh, be held accountable at the current moment. Um, it ought to be abolished. We, we can talk more about the Federal Reserve. Uh, it can be uh, there are other solutions to the Federal Reserve situation 
such as the the last section of the the Federal Reserve um, Act of 1913. Uh, Section 30 states, the right to amend, alter, or repeal this act is expressly reserved. So uh, we must demand Congress to abolish the Fed or buy back the Fed and uh, buy back the stock and the privately held stock of the Federal Reserve and and make it part of the Treasury Department. But... uh, the Treasury Department must also be nationalized or must also be made part of our government because it is currently part of the private Federal Reserve as a result of the repeal in 1920 of the Independent Treasury Act of 1846. So all this talk about nationalizing the banks, well, it's not going to, it's, it's um, a red herring, it's a tar baby, it's a honeypot um, throwaway statement. Um, so, uh, anyway, we have a clip, uh, ready to go here on, um, and from another, con- uh, from the floor of Congress entitled, is anyone minding the store at the federal reserve? I, maybe that's not going to play too well. Well, it, it mentions that. The uh, there there's over nine trillion dollars nine um, nine trillion dollars missing, and uh, if you remember the day before nine eleven, um, Cynthia McKinney was grilling Rumsfeld about such things as white slave trade and and oh what happened to the two point odd billion dollars missing from the Pentagon who which Rumsfeld said uh, was was um, due to the the computer guys, uh, the IT guys, I guess, weren't able to get their computers to talk to each other. Well, he didn't blame it on the IT guys. I just assume he'd want to waterboard them or something for such an offense. But uh, I guess there's been no no um, word on that since. Uh, it, it, well, I actually did go up to $4 trillion uh, missing from the Pentagon. Of course, probably black projects, all sorts of wonderful causes. Did you want to try that clip again? You don't think that's going to work, Okay. Well, uh, we have plenty to talk about Um, what we need to do with the Federal Reserve. Well, in the meantime, um, we we don't have a national monetary system that is feasible at this moment. And and it's really a pity because it'd be nice to have one for the sake of national unity. And the government has destroyed that. Um, Those running the government, those who have hijacked the government have destroyed that, those selfish individuals. There's a local community currency. It's also known as a barter system. And you can find many of them at uh, sites like communitycurrency.org. Communitycurrency.org has a list of a lot of these different community currency barter systems. And uh, the the community currency in uh, Pinellas County is the Orange Bee. You can find out about them at www.orangebee.com. B is like bumblebee, spelled B-E-E, orangebee.com, and it's a uh, the Pinellas County community currency similar to the um, Ithaca Hour that was founded in Ithaca, New York in 91, um, which uh, re- they were really the pioneers. Check them out at ithacahours.com if you want to learn about how they did it. And, um, and there are other barter systems all around the country, as I said, but uh, the, the valuation rate 
of a uh, given note from a, a given barter system, as these uh, barter systems spring up, uh, the valuation rate of a, of a given note of, a, of your barter system uh, will vary among the localities which have community currency. But at least, at the very least, I, I, I have such hope that these community currencies are taking hold uh, because despite the lack of new manufactured goods or, or, the, or the, um, the, the time spent uh, calculating these, these variation, uh, these valuation rates that uh, vary from locality to locality, well, that's well worth it uh, to go through having to calculate what your money is worth as in colonial times. It, 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 it's well worth the price of obtaining a fair value for your labor. It's unfortunate that we have to resort to community currencies, but it's becoming less and less feasible to use the imposed currency of the de facto corporate government who are destroying our national unity by necessitating a more local but fair trade. And there's a, a book. Oh, great. Go ahead. Shoot that clip. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Um, Inspector Coleman, you're the Inspector General for the Federal Reserve, right? Okay. That's correct. Have you done any investigations concerning the Federal Reserve's role in deciding not to save Lehman Brothers, which led to shockwaves and went through the entire financial system? Um, in that particular area, you know, I don't generally comment on specific investigations, but we do not currently have an investigation in that particular area. All right. What about the $1 trillion plus in expansion of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet since last September? Have you conducted any investigations regarding that? We, right now we have a, um, it's called, we call it a review, and uh, if you the term investigation, they have different uh, connotations. So we're actually conducting a fairly high-level review of the various lending facilities collectively, which would include... Um, you know, the TALF, um, a variety of the different programs that are in process. So we're looking at them at a fairly high level to identify risk. Well, I understand that, but we're talking about events that started unfolding eight months ago. Have you reached any conclusions about the Fed expanding its balance sheet by over a trillion dollars since last September? We have not yet reached any conclusions. Do you know who received that money? For the... We're in the process right now of, of doing our review and... Um, right, but you're the Inspector General. My, my question to you specifically is, do you know who received that $1 trillion plus that the Fed extended and put on its balance sheet since last September? Do you know the identity of the recipients? I do not know. We have not looked at that specific area at this particular point on those reviews. What about um, Bloomberg's report that there are trillions of dollars in off-balance sheets transactions that the Federal Reserve has entered into since last September? Are you familiar with those off-balance sheet transactions? You know, I, I think it may be um, important at this point, too, just to bring up um, a certain aspect related to our jurisdiction. And just to, to clarify perhaps some of my earlier uh, comments. We are the Inspector General for the Board of Governors, and we have direct oversight over board programs and operations, and are also able to look at board-delegated functions to the reserve banks, as well as um, its, the board's oversight and supervision of the reserve banks. 
we do not have jurisdiction to directly go out and, and audit reserve bank activities specifically. Nevertheless, in our lending facilities project, for example, we are looking at the, the board's oversight over the program and uh, to the extent that extends out to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Well, I have a copy of the Inspector General Act here in front of me, and it says, among other things, that it's your responsibility to conduct and supervise audits and investigations relating to the programs and operations of your agency. That's correct. So I'm asking you if your agency has, in fact, according to Bloomberg, extended $9 trillion in credit, which, by the way, works out to $30,000 for every single man, woman, and child in this country. I'd like to know, if you're not responsible for investigating that, who is? That we actually... We have responsibility for the Federal Reserve's programs and operations audits to conduct audits and investigations in that area. Um, in terms of who's responsible for investigating, would you mind repeating the question one more time? What have you done to investigate the off-balance sheet transactions conducted by the Federal Reserve, which according to Bloomberg now total $9 trillion in the last eight months? I'll have to look specifically at that Bloomberg article. I, I'm not, um, I, I don't know if I have actually seen that particular one. That's not the point. The question is, have you done any investigation or auditing of off-balance sheet transactions conducted by the Federal Reserve? At this point, we're at the very, we're conducting our lending facility project at a fairly high level and have not gotten to a specific level of detail to really be in a position to respond to your question. Have you conducted any investigation or auditing of the losses that the Federal Reserve has experienced on its lending since last September? We're still in the process of conducting that review. Until we actually, you know, go out and, and gather the information, I'm not in a position to really respond to, to the specific question. So are you telling me that nobody at the Federal Reserve is keeping track on a regular basis of the losses that it incurs on what is now a $2 trillion portfolio? I don't know if you're, you're telling me that there, you're mentioning that there's losses. I'm just saying that we're not, until we actually look at the program and have the information, we are not in a position to say whether there are losses or to respond in any other way to that. To that Mr. Chairman, my, my time is up, but I have to tell you honestly, I am shocked to find out that nobody at the Federal Reserve, including the Inspector General, is keeping track of this. I thank the gentleman. And Oh my, that, there's a Federal Reserve um, chairman, uh, chair lady, and she's admitting that, well, we don't know where the money went. We don't know who we gave it to. Um, we know it's over $9 trillion and, and actually it's now for over $14 trillion. So, uh, so, you know, there's just rampant account. Um, there's just rampant uh, um, corruption and... Uh, now, while we have a few minutes left, I wanted to mention that we uh, there's another issue that's extremely important as well as the Federal Reserve to me, but it's, it's one where you can take action if you are ever picked uh, to serve on a jury. You'll want to see a website called FIJA, or F-I-J-A dot org, org, and 
you can uh, find out about your rights where uh, when you sit on a jury, the judge and the prostitute, I mean, prosecuting attorney will tell you that it is your responsibility to determine what facts you believe to correct to be correct. And uh, you have to apply those facts to the law and apply the I mean, apply the law based on what facts you believe be to believe to be correct. But if the person was justified in what they did, or if the law is unconstitutional, or just being or silly, or being misapplied, or if the person was uh, justified in what they did, or if maybe they made amends and, and compensated the person, the injured party, and uh, so there's really no need for prosecution, well, then the jury can acquit. Or if the person just thinks that the law is a, is a, um, doesn't match their values. So check out fija.org and uh, check out my website liberationstation.weebly.com liberationstation.weebly.com Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y W-E-E-B-L-Y as in wobbly, think of it that way you can find uh, find us on, or you can email me at liberation underscore station at yahoo.com liberation underscore station at yahoo.com and uh, getting back to uh, the tea parties, uh, I wanted to um, make a couple of points that that um, you know these that uh, the, the with these tea parties there isn't taxation with representation as many are saying they're not anti-presidential or anti-Obama or overprotective of their gun rights just because they want to purchase guns. They are people who, just like you and me, who enjoy reserving and exercising their rights. This is Chris Steiner on Liberation Station. Take great care. The count 